Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Stephen G. Gaxiola, and you are listening to The Raider and The Saint. Podcast started? Let's go. It's been started. Oh. I've been recording for like three minutes. <laughs> Thank you once again for tuning in to an up another episode. We are live. We are here. We are back at the bunker, downtown, Santa Ana Historic District. This is episode 48. I am your host once again, Stephen Gaxiola. The date is September 27th, 2020. The weather, the weather is nice. We are in fall. We just hit fall last Tuesday. We are 37 days out until the election. I want to thank my past guest, Andrew, aka The Shadow. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast. I really had a good time with you and look forward to working with you more on this podcast. So once again, thank you for coming on the podcast. It was a good one. I'm just going to get right into it like I usually do. My guest today is a new guest. It's a new friend of mine. I met her through one of my good friends. She is a UPS driver. She is a shop steward. And she drove two hours a day to get here. She is from Lancaster. So I want to welcome my guest, Miss Viviana Gonzalez. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for your invite. You're making me all nervous. I was, like, I was like, oh, shit, because you started laughing. I was like, oh, am I doing something wrong? 
I'm just trying to I do it. I laugh all the time. Oh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> is, that, is that what you do when, like, you're, you get nervous? You just no, laugh? No, no, no. I find things funny. And, mm. you know, the way you're sitting there, you're just like, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. Oh. <laughs> I'm just observing you, dude. It's funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, sometimes it's, it feels weird. <laughs> it does feel weird. You know, I was like, oh, shit, I got to do this. and do. But you have to be professional and structured. And I'm trying. This is only episode 48. Right. So I, every episode i try to do something different mm -hmm. as far as my 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 intros and and outros and stuff like that like even during here like i'm gonna change something uh you know because of the way it's coming in on my headphones so i'm, I'm constantly multitasking mm -hmm. and and thinking about so many things i want but I'm, I'm used to it as a ups mm -hmm. driver mm -hmm. well tell the people a little bit about yourself okay well i am uh I'm a UPS driver. I've been driving for seven years. Um, I started working here, actually, um, without even knowing I was actually going to end up as a UPS driver. Um, when I got hired on, I was actually going to be a supervisor. And um, honestly, to tell you the truth, I think God just has his plan because when I got called in for UPS, I did several meetings and interviews with the big dogs and i was like okay you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna be a supervisor you but got hired off the street yeah i did oh, i did shit. i mean okay look i'll start from the beginning i was working at bank of america okay. and i was also working at cache so i was leaving my house around seven and then i wasn't coming home till like 11 midnight i was driving down to valencia which was a 45 minute drive from lancaster and I would take off and come back and do it all over again. I was constantly doing this, you know, for about two years and I mm -hmm. got a little tired. Like, you know what, I'm not doing anything but working. Mm -hmm. um, so one day I was online, it was like two o'clock in the morning and I always have my Facebook on. I don't have a Facebook anymore, but mm -hmm. when I used to, um, there was this uh, guy on the radio station that I know um, on 100.9 The Heat, mm -hmm. his name is DJ Mav. 100.9? 100.9 I never heard of that it's a, it's station. A, it's a Lancaster station. Oh, and actually, shit. Craigie C, he's been in the in the game for a long time. Uh, he brought up um, Big Boy up there mm -hmm. for one of the events. And I know Craigie C through a friend. She does a lot of dancing and her husband did a lot of rapping. And they moved to... Uh, vegas but what kind of dancing like break dancing like like you could hire her to do to do your background dancing like she's really good oh, yeah, yeah yeah she she did that and her husband was a rapper and they were into music a lot so they work with craigie and then through craigie c i met uh dj mob which mm -hmm. is mario mm -hmm. and he told me he's like girl what are you doing up late and we've seen each other at the gym and mm -hmm. uh I told him, I'm looking for a new job. Like, mm. I'm tired of this. I can't be doing this for the rest of my life. I'm trying to provide for my son. How old were you at the time? Um, sheesh. I think I was like 25, 26. How old was your son? Um, I think he was like nine. Okay. He was like eight or nine. Holy shit. How old were you when he had a kid? I was 20. I was 20. So you're 29 then if he was nine. Okay. 
No, I'm just I'm just asking. I had a kid when I was 21, 22. I mean, the, those are from 21 to 22 to 30 is a big difference of yeah. as age of maturity and struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, you know, me trying to provide for my son, I took Mario's invite to go ahead and send paperwork to his sister. His sister worked for a a veteran uh, work source. Mm-hmm. So I sent her my information and she said, you know what? We have two options. You could be a welder and we'll send you to school or you could work for UPS. I said, wait, let's talk about money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she said, UPS makes 37 mm-hmm. and welding Shay. is 19. Hold on. <laughs> but that was a lie, though. That was a lie because that's not what they started me off as, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I just decided to go with UPS. It sounded good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they sent me to school. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I think I made like five different interviews. I made it to five different interviews with UPS. Finally, they said, you know what? We want you to be a supervisor. We're going to send you to school. We, we're this and that. And I was like, all right, let's let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they sent me to L.A. and I went to the school down there. They asked me, well, what hub are you from? Like, what's a hub? <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit after that, uh, I finished the school in L.A. Then they sent me to Arizona. I finished the school there. They actually uh, linked me up with this girl that was a uh, supervisor for 13 years. And Part-time, that, full-time? Part-time. She was trying okay. to become a full-time supervisor. Wow, for 13 years? Yes. Yeah, I know people like that. But check this out, though. She said, uh, I had asked her. Hey, you know what? Can we practice this? You know, because that's like a little military school for UPS in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know what? I got it down. The supervisor said I'm good. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, well, I need to practice because I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, I don't I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. And I'm linked up with another guy and I was like, hey, do you mind practicing? He said, yeah, you know, let's practice. And they give you like two minutes to call out everything in a truck, like an actual, actual inspection. Mm-hmm. And I was probably sleeping like three hours. I'm not joking. Three hours Jeez. every day for what that whole week. reprogramming you over there? Dude, I was, I was trying not to fail. I was trying not to fail. I had to make it. I mean, look. Where, where was I going to go? Back to Bank of America? I, I would have went. I would have partied. And I would have <laughs> I, I would have not done nothing. I still would have passed. Because if you, if you look at if you look at these part-timers now, they don't do shit. Okay. But check this out, though. Check this out. <laughs> they don't do nothing. The day of the test, I passed. I still had 30 seconds on the clock. Because they put you in a little simulation. And you have to do everything. Once you're done... They ask you, okay, did you forget anything? No, I'm done. I basically did a whole little delivery, but it's simulated. And Mm -hmm. we're driving stick at that time, Mm -hmm. okay? So my partner kept stalling, and the minute she ran over Timmy, she was done. She ran over Timmy? She ran over Timmy. Who's that? (laughs) Timmy's the little, the little, um... oh... Oh, like a fake doll? (laughs) I thought it was like a real person. I was like, No, they put little, little cones. It's like a little cone that looks like a little boy, Yeah. right? And it's green. So as a part-time, training to be a part-time supervisor, they're teaching you how to drive and deliver packages? Yes, they're teaching you everything. Like wow. what, what UPS is, is expecting from a supervisor. That's what they're teaching you. They're teaching you everything. And so anyways, she ran over Timmy, um, and they just said, you know what, stop. Because technically that would have been a child on the road. 
You get me? Yeah, yeah. So they they stopped her. That's one thing we don't do. We wrote, we don't run over Timmy. <laughs> she did keep stalling though, and she had only gone to two of the deliveries the whole time. Mm-hmm. You still they put you in everything. You have to back up into a dock. You got to deliver commercial, residential. Um, like you're going back into the building. Uh, if you're coming across a stop sign, you got to honk. Mm-hmm. It's basically a quiz for you. And you have to get it done. So did you pass? I passed, and I stood there watching her fail. When I asked her, how'd you watch her fail? Like because they brought, they told her to stop, but she ran over Timmy, and they're like, "Hey, you're done." She she told me she got it. She said, "I'm good. I'm good." And I'm like, "She's doing all the whole thing." She's like, "I'm good. I got it. I got it." I said, "Okay, girl. All right." But I know I'm. Outside the street, I need to know that I have everything. Is that your down. first time driving stick? No, no, no. Okay. I didn't know how to drive stick before that, but my first learn how to drive stick was in a package car. OMG. Yeah, we were in Laguna. That's where the the test was or the class was, and I remember we were driving, and they're all hills everywhere, and so you'd be at a red light and you'd be at a like a forty five degree angle. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, holy shit! And so you got to put the <laughs> e brake on. You got to put it in first, you know, because most cars, you just started in second. You could go in second back then. Mm-hmm. So you'd put it in first and it's like, because first is like, ah, and you got to shift. <laughs> ah, you got to shift, right? <laughs> so you put it in first, e-brake, and you're, you're like this. And you got to hit it and you got to go, dude, because mm-hmm. if you if you if it stalls, that truck's going to roll back. Dude. I guess that reminds me of the hills up in Silmar. They mm-hmm. actually took me out with the stick shift. I had to prove to them that I knew how to drive stick. I mean, now everything's just automatic. There's this, there's a, we got hills in Tustin, right? Mm-hmm. And back then, these young kids don't even know. You used, you used to go up in an old 1000 stick shift. It'd be pouring rain. And there's areas where you can't make a U-turn. You got to do, you know, I mean, you got to do four or five times, dude. Uh-huh. And three point turn. Yeah. Three point turn, like three or four times. Right. And so you'd be the back end, be at the edge of the cliff, and you'd be fucking. You got your camera, and you're just, and it's raining, and you, fuck, you get, but you get to that point where you can do it. But by the when you, by the time you finish and you're going down the, the road, you're, you're already sweating, and it's pouring rain. You're but you're sweating fucking, because you're under stress. Yeah, you're dude. just like, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Dude, that's crazy, huh? <laughs> now, I don't know. I mean, I think I can do it. I, I can do it no problem now. You know, but in the beginning, yeah, that's stress. You can handle it when you're younger. No, but check this out, though. Now, you don't need a map because everything's through phone. navigation. Yeah, remember the Thomas Guide? I mean, I came in when they actually, you had to go. I actually have a Thomas Guide, mm. and I learned how to read the streets. And I'm actually thankful for that because if my if I have to go help somebody mm. and I look at the numbers, I can kind of tell what area I'm going to. Mm-hmm. But these kids, you still call them and say, hey, where do you want me to meet? He says, oh, I don't know where I'm at. You don't know if you're on 40th? You, you don't know location. if I'm oh, what, what is exactly? Oh, I'll just send you my next stop. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know? And I'll just tell them, you know what? Just give me your so address. So how, how did you go? If you, you did supervisor school. Okay, okay, so okay. okay, okay. Going back, going back. How <laughs> did you become a driver? Okay, so I, you know what? Like I said, God has everything set for you, and I'm gonna tell you why. When I was in um, in Arizona, they told me I was supposed to report to San Fernando. Mm-hmm. And the day I graduated, they said we have news for you. You're actually gonna report to Lancaster. 
I live in Lancaster. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And um, that was thanks to Aaron White. After I got that position in Lancaster, she retired. You see, you see mm-hmm. where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. And then when I get there, I have a supervisor named Mitch. And I'm getting an uh, interview with uh, Eric Deku from uh, L.A. And he basically was asking me questions. And he's like, you know what? I like I like your answers. I need a shark here. You're it. And then I Mitch. And then Mitch said, you know what, V? Don't do it. You're a single mom. UPS is going to have you go from one place to another over uh, overnight. They'll say, hey, you know what? We need you they in LA. They don't like you? Yeah. Bye. It, it, that that too. That too. And he said, you know what? Well, I you know s- what I mean. It's you didn't do your, you know, they're gone. Exactly. Exactly. So then uh, he actually spoke to me. He got an offer with Amazon. He got an offer with Amazon. So he left UPS. Like a couple of months after he passed my mm. probation, he told me he was leaving to Amazon, but he was actually telling me not to take the supervisor position. That's why I say God has everything set up for you. How is it funny that Aaron White left right as soon as I got that position in Lancaster? And then I have Mitch leaving as mm-hmm. I'm trying to make this decision with whether I'm going to be a supervisor or not. Mm-hmm. So I stay driving. And the next thing you know, I get introduced to the union. They say so that you got an option. You're hired with the company, but they said we're going to give you an option to either go driving. No, 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 no. Because in order for me, in order for me to come in, I have to prove myself that I I can I can drive. So to the company, so I proved to again, them. You you didn't even start part of they they put you in like the real supervisor class. Yes. Yes. Like a real, yes. like a big dog class. Yes. Yes. Oh, I've never heard of this before. Yes. I know but, some of but them, we call it asshole school. Because oh. when supervisors <laughs> would get hired, and then and then you'd be gone for a minute, i go, where's uh, so-and-so? Like, oh, he, he he's in supervisor school. i go, oh, so he's at uh, asshole school? <laughs> well... I could tell you that I was just really grateful that I had Mitch there. He literally made me see that as a single mom, I can't be moving from one building to another. As a driver, I know I'm going to come home to my son. Right? Mm-hmm. So I say so driving. So you told him driving? I, I told him I'm just going to stick to driving. I'm just going to stick to driving. And next thing you know, I found out that Ron Herrera actually had asked for a couple of military people to get hired on off the street because you know the ratio of eight to one, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, the reason I even got I it was hired. Four to one. No, it's eight to one. Eight to one. Okay. Eight to one. So, I mean, if I'm wrong, <laughs> you're making me, you're making me think. Her, no, 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 no. Every four drivers. No, no, no. Is but, one but wait, you're 952, I'm 396. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. You don't have to rub it in. We're only, we're only 20 minutes in. <laughs> so anyways, um, I did go to one of the meetings with UPS, and I heard Ron talk about how he had asked uh, UPS to hire. No, 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 I think it was the other way around. I think UPS wanted to hire people off the street, and then Ron said, hey, you know what? If you're going to hire people off the street, why don't you hire military? Mm-hmm. 
So they came up with a number and I was one of them. So one of the meetings that I went to the local, I actually um, thank Ron because they were doing the military recognition and I got my jacket. And you is know. it true that's your uncle? They say that, it's, that you call him Uncle Ron. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> uh, I won't mention no name. <laughs> I think I know who told you that. <laughs> no, but you know what? I did thank Ron for um, allowing military personnel to get hired. You know, because if it wasn't for that agreement, I would have never even gotten hired. Man, so you're on this journey. You realize you don't want to be bouncing around, and you 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 put family first. Mm-hmm. You put you put family over success, over greatness. We can say you know who knows you could have been moved up in the company. No been no, the no, next no, no, CEO no no no. Let, let me ask you let me ask you a question. Hair. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen a Hispanic CEO in UPS? Well, they they go they stay for like twenty. How many years do they stay no, for? No, no. I'm, I'm asking you a question. Have you seen? Well, I know it's a woman now. I don't know if, if is she's she the first. Hispanic. No. She's uh. No, she's not Hispanic. I don't know what she is. She Let, looks like that one lady. What's that cartoon with the lady with the glasses and the short hair? That's a cartoon. <laughs> There's so many cartoons. Oh, Bob's Burgers or something like that. The daughter. I thought you were talking about the Incredibles. They got the little Asian lady oh, with the yeah, short hair. Oh yeah, that one. That one. That's the one. Yes. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, shit, I can't remember where I seen her from. But she took over before COVID. Or, I know. I know. But The CEO again, had stepped down before COVID. But let me ask you a question again. Are they Hispanic? I don't think I've met anybody in a top dog position Hispanic, male or well, that, female. I mean, that's why I got tattoos. I'm like. You're not going to see no Mexican CEO in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years or whatever. My, you know, next thing you know, because look at dude, if we do get a Mexican CEO, it's going to be a long ways from now. And by then, they're all going to be having tattoos on their necks and being the CEO. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, I do. I have a lot. Oh, you do? I have a lot. Oh, yeah. I can't see any on you right now. Uh, shorts. I mean, I was driving up here when I left my house. It was cold, so I threw this on. But I have. Oh, you got some sleeves and stuff. No, 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 no. I just have this one right here. I got like a rose. Oh, I got... okay. Oh, actually, that one back here. That one got done in uh, Australia. Really? And, yeah, yeah, what yeah. Year? Um, when did, when was I in Australia? Like 2006, 2006. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit. So you you got you're driving. You met. Ron, Ron hooked you up. You got involved in the union. We'll go back there. But talk a little bit about the military. You said you served in the military. I did. I did. I it was actually, uh, I was in high school during 9-11. And uh, I oh, honestly. Sure. High school? Yeah, I was in high school. I was in high school. I think I was my junior year. Junior when all that 9-11 happened. 2003. Yeah, 21. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I graduated 2003. From high school? From high school. I'm 98, so that's five years. I'm five years older than you. Okay. So you're 35. Right. Roughly. Yes. <laughs> I'm good with math, see? <laughs> you're going to... So, you, no. So you're in... Uh, you're at school. You see 9-11. Because uh-huh. we all have... I know where I was at. You know, I was at home. Uh, my lady, her dad was having brain surgery. 
they were at the hospital when it happened. So everyone has their different time and place. And a lot of people I know, before we get to your story, that changed the way they thought and they looked at the world. A lot of things mm-hmm. happened. We could go into conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. all this and that. But that's just another example right here. You said mm-hmm. I was in 2001. I was like, shit, a lot of people changed when that happened. So continue. So... um I remember walking into school, right? And, of course, obviously, they're playing it. And you're thinking, like, oh, what movie is that? And you're like, no, this is happening right now. And you're like, oh, my gosh, what? And so, at that time, you know, I was in honor schools. So I've always I've always been very, um, what's that one Patriotic. word? Patriotic? No, 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 no. Like, I always want to excel in school. I always wanted to excel. So, Back in high school, I was just a square, okay? I always had to get an A. There was nothing nothing less than an A for me. So I was in honor school. I was planning to go to college, and I was going to be a doctor, right? That was that was a plan. That was a plan. That was my plan, too, until I had to take physics in college. <laughs> I go, fuck that. <laughs> I had to take physics and calculus and all these extra I took calculus. Goals. I took calculus. You did? Yeah, I couldn't, dude. That I couldn't, was I couldn't get past algebra, too. Uh, even in English in college, I went to college too, and uh, we there's this English class that everybody has to take twice. Right. They always fail, uh-huh. and it sucks to think like you're gonna take a class for three, four months, knowing that you're gonna fail. That's why, because it, it, it's so hard knowing you're gonna have to take it again. I had to take it in the summertime, and I barely passed, dude. Wow. But it's like the words with like underlined with numbers and. It's a lot of attention to detail. Yeah. Like if you miss that little negative sign, oh wait, I put a positive and yeah. negative. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. And you fucking did that. Well, yeah, I wanted I wanted to become a doctor, dude. I really did. But you know, life has. Like I tell you again, God has His plan already. Uh, yeah. He does. He does. So, I remember when I was in Texas after I got out the military. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a cop. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> After I, got- I wanted to become a cop. I didn't pass the polygraph. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't pass the polygraph. They said I had done cocaine, heroin, uh, methamphetamine. Like, when I they asked me those questions, uh-huh. have you ever had sex in public? No. You know, have you ever done it? No. And I, I, I flunked. But <laughs> I, I, I told God, you know, I, I grew up a religious person, you know, uh-huh. and uh, that's the way my, my parents taught me. And, they raised me. My parents were ex-gangbangers. But you said it. Your parents. Not gangbangers. They were thugs. Whatever you want to call it. They were affiliated. We all have parents or relatives that have been affiliated. And they changed their lives. They became Christians when I was born. And I was raised Pentecostal uh, Christian. So. Okay. So that. Okay. You grew up in a Christian home, right? Yeah. And so if the devil can't get to them. Mm-hmm. Who is he going to go after? Yeah. You. Yeah. Because you don't know any better. You, you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You're going to get tempted and you're going to fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. And we do fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the devil played with you for a little bit, you know? He plays with all of us. Yeah, we go through, we go through phases. But going back to, like you're saying, you try <laughs> to become a cop. Me too. And... <laughs> I said, God, if this is your will, then this is your will. I'll become mm-hmm. a cop. Mm-hmm. And years later, I didn't pass. I, I, UPS came. They offered me the position mm-hmm. after I had graduated college. Mm-hmm. Graduated, and I already had a five-year-old. 
And so I was like, I need to make money. So I, I was trying different different roads, different paths. One of them was becoming a cop. I was going to become a teacher, but I didn't want to do the teaching credential program, which was another two years. Oh, right. So at the same time, UPS offered me to drive. I hated driving. Being a cop wasn't going to work because I funked the polygraph. So any other police station they do, they do investigations. Right. And they, I was like, fuck, I'm screwed. I guess God doesn't want me to become a cop. I wanted to save the world, but I guess he doesn't want me to save the world. So I got bitter and started driving. But I started driving. It was a, a, a new experience for me. But uh, every day is a journey, right. I would say, as being a driver. Every day is a journey, and and I love it because I, I, I there. I was an actor in, in high school. I was, you know, real exciting mm-hmm. and played sports. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have that ability to like public speak properly. And you get nervous. But, but I learned a lot in college. I learned a lot with with the. Uh, how the experiences of meeting new people and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I, I declined, uh, I was like, that's it. I'm not gonna become a cop. I became a driver. It was, it, it was, it was a great journey, but a lot of, a lot of my friends who've been on the podcast are UPS drivers. And it's something, it's something about being a UPS driver, I guess. But, you know but, what? You know? It's a different world. Being a driver is a different world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very different like nobody can understand mm-hmm. us you know people say oh i'm gonna get off of work and in three minutes well you know when i'm gonna get off of work i'm gonna get off of work whenever i'm done and mm-hmm. that's not it you can't even give somebody a specific time what time you're gonna be off because you might get that on-call air that's like 20 minutes away and they want you to go do it or somebody got stuck and they want you to go help them it's a different world but only another driver is gonna understand the circumstances that we go through every day right yeah it um going back to you know god has a plan Mm -hmm. i'm on god's plan right now that's the way i feel right now the podcast Mm -hmm. everything i've been through I've, i've been through a journey and there's no way I had the idea of starting a podcast 11 years ago and I did not think that it, it would take 11 years. Mm-hmm. I thought back then I was, you know, let's do it. But I wasn't ready, like, like wisdom wise and maturity, mm-hmm. because there's no way I'm going to come on this podcast and be all shot out, you know, having lines of coke and in the what they call the uh, buckle bunnies. Have you ever seen Yellowstone? <laughs> What yeah, the hell is that? Uh, yeah, uh, buckle bunnies is uh, <laughs> the groupies that go to like the rodeos. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. Buckle bunnies. Oh. So we would have what we call podcast bunnies, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, it'd be that's what I'm going for. Okay. What I'm going for is I want people to be aware, and I and I want to learn at the same time. And this is like an open book for me. It's like a right. live recording, twenty four seven, and it's keeping me right. You know, it's keeping me focused. And making sure I, I'm doing what I need to do as a, as a husband, as a worker, as a, a, a father. And so it's amazing, you know, for you to come in and, and tell your story. So how long have you been driving for now? It's going on seven years. Wow. Seven years. Do you have your own route? I do. I do. It's in the hood. <laughs> really? How bad is it? Do you have an extra it's lock? Like, it's like um it's like tj meets compton (laughs) seriously 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 are they robbing you guys out there um they you know what 
you know, every time we get robbed out there or something happens, we always keep it on the hush hush. You know, I'm not not for me. I lock my door all the time and mm-hmm. I just keep it moving all day. Mm-hmm. I just want to get out of the area. I finish all my commercial. My commercial people are pretty good. They're they're pretty awesome. But, you know, you're in the hood when they lock their front door mm-hmm. like. Your business. Why is your door locked? Oh, no, because, you know, we got crazy people out there. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you heard me. <laughs> but, yeah, I've I've had this route. Um, I got it right after I had knee surgery. I had a route on the west side, which is the really nice side of town. So anybody moving to Lancaster, stay on the west side. Just stay on the west side. Stay on the west side. Yes. <laughs> so did you learn that in the Navy? Because I think we skipped that whole thing. Oh, no, no, no. The west side part I learned in the, in uh, UPS. Once you once you deliver, you know, being mm-hmm. a utility driver, you start seeing which areas are nice, which ones are not, and which ones get look nice during the day, but during the night you're mm-hmm. like, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The freaks come out at night. <laughs> Come <laughs> in your package car when you come through. Uh, talk a little bit about the military. I don't the know. Military. How we, I don't know how we we missed that we, one. We jumped. We jumped. No, all I started place. rambling about it, myself. Well, I have to. I have. You got to get to know me too. Right, right, you know, right. You right. don't. You've listened to a few podcasts. And your listeners. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, my listeners all. I've I've probably said this shit a million times already. Oh wow. Okay. But I I have to reinstate myself, and it's annoying. But I was like, I have. You have to see. The background. Right. You know. Well, I've heard some of your podcasts and I've okay. never heard of anything that you told me. Yeah. So it might be a one or two because I've heard your last Well, that's how 15. I sort of I give my story. I try to give my story in bits and pieces to uh-huh. relate with my guests. Okay. So I'm relating to you because you went to school and you served the military. I didn't uh-huh. serve the military. I was just, I was just in school, but I know people that have done your path and it's a, it's a great path, but you're military. That's that's, yeah, that's another yeah, yeah, something yeah. that we can talk about. So talk a little bit about so, that. So let's just say um, after 9-11, I was just like, I, you know what? I don't want to go to college. Like, there's so much going on in the world. I just want to be able to be, to do something about it. Mm-hmm. I just thought maybe if I join, it'd be a way of me uh, contribute to everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. I was there from 2003 to 2007. Um, I did I'm during freedom in Iraqi freedom mm-hmm. the whole time we were there I honestly tried to get certified for every freaking job like I'm telling you I was trying to make something happen after high school you went to the <laughs> Navy yes yes I know a couple girls that did that too in the family four years what type of positions did you do well that's what i'm saying i tried to get qualified in everything, everything. i wanted to do everything i went in and as supply but i i trained my well i trained to be a first responder mm-hmm. you know in case that accident happened mm-hmm. uh, uh we all we're all firefighters in the military all mm-hmm. of us a fire goes out there is repair locker repair number one two three all throughout the ship if a fire goes out and they call your repair locker, whether you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you're working, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you got a minute to get down there in gear and get ready to fight that fire. So everybody's a firefighter. Did it happen on- often? It did. It did. I remember it happened once at 2 o'clock in the morning. And, yeah, we I was actually the hoseman. So I'm like the one in the front, the holding the hose. So once the guys open the door, mm-hmm. I got to come in as an angle and start 
started going out with the fire. It That's was crazy. Yeah. What kind of ships were you on? I was on an amphibious ship and a cruiser. I was on the USS Kitty Hawk. Um, that's in Yokosuka. Those Japan. are the ones that the jets get to. Yes, yes, they all land. I actually have a cool story for you, you for that one. Should have been like the girl. <laughs> I always no, because to do I that. wasn't. I wasn't. A, I wasn't an airman. That's that's people that do air yeah. on the flight deck. Mm-hmm. They call them airmen. Airman. People that are on the ship. We call them shipmen. You know. Shipmen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I fell under that category but there's this one time though how many people were on the boat uh, on the carrier there's the about 4500 oh shit 4500 you know everybody i was on like i said i was in supply so you want to know who i am i'm the one that's going to hook you up with whatever you need Damn. it comes from a part for the ship or even a sock like soap whatever whatever you what need about cigarettes Everything, everything. What if you're like the top pilot, the top gun, and they're like, "Hey, I need, I need some, some magazines, I need some cigars, and some good, a good bottle of whiskey." Okay. Obviously, you can't give you're, it to a. a okay, a, you're, you know what, the whiskey part mm-hmm. we don't give, but there is an underground. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> is this below the deck? Below the deck. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, I'm not gonna mention any names, no. but we yeah, had a don't. couple of uh, we had a I had a couple of my peers that used uh, some of the repair lockers or not repair lockers. Um, the repair lockers is where we keep the firefighters because we were just talking about firefighting. Yeah. But no, the stock rooms, the mm-hmm. stock rooms. We have areas in the stock rooms where they would bring in like their whiskey, their vodka, and they would sell it underway, and that's how they would profit. They come wow. out making money. <laughs> like shooters, like there's a shooter behind the where the where the napkin is, and the guy goes and he pulls it out like this. <laughs> like that, all that that type of hiding spots. No. <laughs> he was like, when you go to bed tonight. No, 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 no. Back to bed, there's a bottle under his pillow. Like, no, oh, no. Uh, well, I'm. I don't know how they did it. I never really got involved with it. <laughs> but I knew that for certain stock rooms, they would keep the key because I wanted no part of it. Because mm-hmm. I had keys to the ship, uh, the ship's barbershop, uh, the laundry, and some of the vending machines. Mm-hmm. In some of the how stock rooms. How long were you at sea for at times? <sighs> Like I said, we did Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. We were only supposed to be out there for about six months. And once we're out there on our fourth month, they extend us. And, of course, when they're going to extend you, you get the lobster, mm-hmm. you get the you get the steak, you get Damn. the crab legs. And you're I don't want to leave that shit. No, wait, wait, wait. But <laughs> when you get that meal, that only means we're getting extended. <laughs> God. It, and damn you it. get to eat lobster yeah. for like the next four days. <laughs> God damn it. He's ripping the lobster out. Another, another, another six more months out here. <laughs> well, so they just give it to you in one meal. If you're extending, you might as well eat like that every day. No, we eat like that for like a whole week. A whole week. For a whole week. But you got to stay for another 10 months. Yeah. No, oh. no, no, no. They, they extend yeah. us for, we're at the fourth month. We end up doing nine. We end up Damn, doing nine. You're on that ship for nine yes, months. Yes, for nine months. I mean, it was cool because, you know, people say, oh, I went to Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, I've been there. Oh, I went to J- uh, Japan. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I, I used to shoot missiles over there. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever get to see any action? Uh, I did. I did. I did. When we were in India, we had a, a ship, like we call them pirates. And they were going at us. And we went out there and we're, we sent them a warning shot. 
And it was pretty cool because we're like, hey, if you guys don't back up, we're going to take you guys down. That's badass. That was cool. But the other story that I had for you about the Jets, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people don't know the stuff that happens in the military. But this one time, like I told you, I was part of the emergency response team, right? Mm -hmm. And I was on the flight deck. Mm -hmm. And you got to be there when helos are landing, whatever's Mm -hmm. landing jets. So they usually latch on to this wire rope. Right? Yeah. And so this wire rope broke. It amputated a dude's leg. Just I think like I've seen it on YouTube. I don't think so. Not this it's one. It's on the well, I've it's, seen videos of stuff like that happening. You you probably have, but just being there and seeing Maybe that the happen. Movies. Oh my gosh. You saw it? I saw it with my eyes. It, we went on, on shutdown mode for the ship for like the next month. We couldn't make calls, we had no internet, and that's usually what happens. But what happened? The rope broke? The the rope broke. It, it and, breaks. And does, and does that happen? Like the back of the package car, it <laughs> fell over one of my coworkers' back. He had the door open, uh-huh. the back door, uh-huh. and he was sitting there getting packages out, and it oh the, the spring spoke, Shut up. and it got him in the back. Boom! He can't walk right now. He's <sighs> in the hospital. Oh my gosh, that's that sucks. Yeah. So I, one of my, I've I've experienced. I was like, fuck, that's scary because sometimes. You know, it's important to just have one ear plug in. Yeah. Because, like, if you're talking and you hear... Yeah, yeah. I usually have one. Okay, one, you have yeah. to. Yeah, because I don't know if that was the cause. Probably not. But, but you know what? There, and it's scary. I get scared every time I do something like that. I'm like, if this thing snaps, like, I'm reaching for a box. And I'm like going, this is unsafe because the thing snaps, it crushes you. And it has happened. Yeah. So... You would have think UPS would make that part of our More pre-trip. Safe. Yeah. No, part but of our been, pre-trip, so, though. So talking about the springs and the yeah. things that snap, mm-hmm. are they supposed to snap? They're not. They're not. I think the speed of the of the jet was just too fast for the spring. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. So it was a pilot error. It, it can't, you can't blame the pilot because the pilot's too- landing. And there's a, it's like us, right? Following distance. Mm-hmm. We follow at 60, we follow at 40, 30, whatever. As long as you stop at the right time, that's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. So for this guy, we can't, it's, it's just, it's just, it happens. It happens. It happens. Does it happen a lot? Often? I only got to witness it once. What? The second time it happened, it didn't get anybody, but one of the guys, a part of the rope did go across his neck but it just left like a mark like a what? red mark i mean that's you know nothing major happened that day but yeah so is the guy still alive or got his legs chopped off uh i believe so i believe so they they basically sent him out and that's pretty gotta be crazy everybody stops fuck and then everybody reacts dude oh man to be like tying his leg mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. fucking you know you know how to do it to yeah. stop the bleeding the tourniquet. And- you got to react. You got no time to go. It happens. But you know what? Talking about that door, that snap, uh, I have a I have a route. So I use the same vehicle every day. So I get to see, you know, oh, you this is breaking. This yeah. is, but what about utility driver? They're on different vehicles they every don't. day. Exactly. So is he, was see. he a utility driver? Or does he have his no, own route? No, he had his own route. So how did he not see that maybe the wire was kind of breaking? I guess, I mean, you should be looking... At stuff, I mean, it's happened. 
I mean, I mean, snap. I feel I feel bad for him that that happened to him. But I know, you know, that that little latch that we have when we close the door. Yeah, I can see when the spring starts breaking, you know, I, it starts coming apart from the bottom like it's it's twirled and Where? you start and seeing the, it. Uh, the door here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the right here. The bulkhead door. <laughs> yeah, the bulkhead. The bulkhead. And what's the other one? The back door. That's just the back door. Back door and the yeah. bulk door. Yeah, the bulk door. Yeah, you know when you pull it down. Well, I don't. I always write it up when they just have the little wire. Uh-huh. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good on my hands. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it feels like it's. I don't know. It's just so I tell them and they put a little the twirly plastic around it, and it's like more. I was like, all right, that's cool. Doesn't feel good on my hands. Some people, some people's it? cars, like on Saturday. I work Saturdays, right? Okay. And so I use other people's cars, so I get to see mm. how how clean or dirty they are. One guy, he's got his car's really clean, always clean. And he has the air fresheners in the back of the truck and in the oh, front. Oh, I like him. Yeah. And it smells like vanilla. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Like I'm at the spa. <laughs> and I told him the other day, I go, hey, man, I go, your truck is super clean. Because I always take care. I take uh-huh. my trash with me, whoever's truck it is. I'm, uh-huh. I'm clean. I'm, I'm clean. You're not going to catch bottles of piss. You know like what? That. I hope there's a lot of utility drivers listening to this <laughs> because I hated that. And they would get car. mad at me because I would tell them, hey, you left your pee bottle behind. They would get mad at me. It's like, that's you being dirty. That's a, it's a biohazard. I've it call, is. I've called them and told them, hey, you got to pick this. This is disgusting. I know drivers that used to piss in the back of their trucks. With the old school trucks with a, had a hole in the back, uh-huh. they would fucking piss through that, dude. Oh, my God. Their truck. I had somebody take over the route because I got sick. I go, it smells like piss. It smells like fucking piss. I can't breathe. Come get the truck. And I'd be laying there. Because it's a biohazard. It Fuck is. you. It is. Some people might do it. Get it done. Let's go. And they're going to do it. I mean, piss has like a certain type of ammonia in yeah. it. It's bad for you. But yeah. these guys, they don't. You know what? It makes me wonder, like, who were you raised by? An animal? Like, seriously, you're a human. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. Why can't you clean up after yourself? Oh, there's food. Sometimes it'd be food. No, you don't have to tell me. I had a girl driver get mad at me because she left like her crumbs of pan dulce in the back of my truck. Like I called out because I had like a, a, I (laughs) think. Hold on. I'm going to tell you the story. (laughs) I have, I had a doctor's appointment that I had forgot about. So I just called out. So then the following day, I'm delivering my packages and I start seeing all sorts of crumbs and I have a panaderia. Mm -hmm. It's like a bakery. In my route, they do Mexican bread. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she got tempted and was like, you know what? Let me go buy a conchita mm-hmm. <laughs> and ate it in the back of my truck. Mm-hmm. So there, her crumbs were all over the place, but she also left her wrappers for her, like, lunch. I don't know what she brought, but mm-hmm. her wrappers, her Ziploc bags, her little Capri Sun. This is a female mm-hmm. who's a mother. You're oh, leaving you're stuff. You're leaving stuff in back of my truck. Why can't you clean up after yourself? You get me? Like, and, and then when I sent her a message uh, asking her, hey, did you leave this stuff back here? You know, she told me, you are harassing me. You're harassing me. Really? Yeah. Your trash is harassing me. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're harassing me. <laughs> do you know what you do? Um, Terry used to tell me. Uh, well, you can say his name. He's going to come on next week, as a matter of fact. Uh, I said, you know what? He told me, he goes, put the, grab the bottle of piss and put the guy's name on it. And he goes, this so-and-so's piss and drop it right there. 
at the front of the counter, you know, where people walk into the office and stuff. Uh, dude, but then you have to grab it. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Yeah, if you're going to go all the way, how, you got to go is, all the way. This is, how, this is how bad it is. Like, you, you can't you touch don't... it because they're not washing their hands. But... What do you you think they wash their hands after they used it? No, they probably eat in the and then they touch too. it and then <laughs> <laughs> and then they touch the steering wheel yeah, the steering and wheel. the mirrors yes. and the shifter mm-hmm. and the doorknob. Mm-hmm. So Touching the whole car, everything, like and then you come in, open the door, and you touch your face because you feel like you got a fly in your oh, face. Oh man, I think <laughs> I've yeah, walk in, you got flies in there. Oh man. Yeah, the floors. Like sometimes I'll, I'll, you wash your own car or gas it. I, we have a guy that washes our cars in Lancaster. Okay, uh, that's but his you gas job. It? I do gas it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, we have car washers and they gas it. You guys are spoiled. And uh, they take they clean our trash and then what they wipe down our, our cars. Wow. It depends what car washer you get. Some of them, they won't clean the windows. They just they have the residue. Uh-huh. So we have. We get to work. We clean our, our windows, clean them all. But you'll get someone who wipe down the whole car. That's cool. I mean, we're in Lancaster. We're fighting to get our cars washed. I mean, we have like a little rotation plan now. Mm-hmm. But before it was, it was really, really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're out there in the boonies. Do you have like a basket <laughs> in your car, like all your supplies and stuff, real, real organized? Uh, what do you mean? We we have like. Have you ever seen? I've seen wine, like wine cases, not cases, but like where you put the wine in, these wooden oh, cases. Oh, okay. Or like the where you get milk and they put the milk in the little cartons or cratons, mm-hmm. the crates. The crates. Yeah, the crates. So every driver has one and they have all their supplies, you know, Windex and no, I, extra water bottles. Everything walks out of that building. So I literally, we don't have security in that building. We don't. Really? We don't have security in that building. They don't check anything? They, you could, Why not? You can come in and walk out and nobody's going to know nothing. So I can walk out the TV? Oh, come on. That's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> that's obvious. But I mean, integrity is big with this company, right? I mean, I don't think... How long has that been? Since when? Since I've been there. So we pe- don't have so security. Pe- so what? So do you get packages in your truck that are the box is empty? Like, oh, I have had that. Phone. I have had that. And I, I'll call it in right away. Like, hey, you know, whatever was in here is missing. Is this an open box. Yeah, but what do they do? What can they do? They can only look at the cameras. I mean, we have. Well, you got a bunch of cameras. We have 360 cameras oh, outside. Well, you didn't tell me that. Well, you didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, is that going to. I mean, if. That's better than security. Security don't do nothing. They... No, but listen, we come in with our lunch pails. I come in with my lunch pail. I carry about two gallons worth of water right mm-hmm. in my lunch pail mm-hmm. and i have my little sandwich or mm-hmm. my fruit or whatever i'm gonna take but at a regular building they would check your lunch pails they would open it up right to see if you're taking yeah. anything yeah what if i like throw a phone in there nobody's gonna know you get me mm-hmm. and that's your integrity but is anything worth stealing that's gonna co- cause you to lose your job no it's not no. for me but I, I but there is people out there that already have a plan on how they're going to steal to try and make more money. Dude, they, they caught this one chick. I'm not, I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to say names. She was driving, didn't like driving, went back to the hub, morning hub. The scam was cell phones were going missing in the boxes. Um... Right? She was putting them in her locker. And then what she would do was 
when she left, she would go and get an empty box, right? She would print out a label, go to UPS store, mm-hmm. and say, I'm going to ship this out. And then she would take it, take the label. No, she'd get the label and take the label back to the hub. She would get a box. And then she'd go to a locker and put all the phones in there, tape it up, slap the label on, and she would throw it on the belt in the morning. So it would get delivered to her friend's house, somebody's house. The only reason why they caught her is because someone had seen her doing it in the locker room. Oh, wow. Was crying. This is this is the stories I, I hear. I'm not right. I wasn't there, uh-huh. but all my all my resources, you know, they they they're pretty reliable. They are reliable. They're reliable. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, man! Twenty, I mean, almost twenty, maybe, you know, sixteen, seventeen years of working at UPS, and you blow That's it crazy. because you want to be greedy and take fucking cell phones. I I you can't do nothing like with that. them. You know what? It's sad when you given fifteen. They're all registered. Eighteen years of your life to this company and now you can't even take a little bit of that pension with you because you stole from the company that's crazy i mean this company pays you pretty good why do you want to go ahead and do that people just got sticky fingers you know people do weird shit we're, we're just like we, we got weird people and everyone has uses their money for certain things. Some people use their money to uh, invest in. They, they are into music, and they got all the the latest equipment. They got a soundproof room, and they're making music. And you hear it, and they go, "Oh shit, you sound good. Why don't you start promoting it?" And these guys are already in their fifties, going, "No, it's not ready yet." I go, "Bro, how long you been doing this for?" He goes, "Thirty years." Like. Well, fucking, let's go. You know, then you got people that, that save their money and they go on, you know, vacations. Or you got some people like like Terry, for example. He mm-hmm. loves doing the sand. He loves mm-hmm. being in the dunes. Sand rails. So he, yeah, sand rails. <laughs> so he puts all, he invests all his money in that. And, you know, some drivers, they just want to party and, and live that lavish life. And But we get those ones, man, that are like, holy shit, these dudes are out of control. Yeah. And, and we're good. We're good because we have special programs you know like we were talking about earlier before mm-hmm. the show we were talking about you know th- these drivers got caught they're smoking weed that's how you met terry because <laughs> you had to figure out like hey how we you know they did they, they don't you know you can't lie you know i think one thing that i love about my company is you got to have the honor code don't the golden rule lie cheat and still stealing time stealing merchandise lie don't don't lie say oh no i wasn't the computer's gonna tell you where you're at yeah Yeah, the situation with those guys you know it was so crazy because they were gonna be off in 30 minutes how crazy is that you're gonna be off in 30 minutes and you get caught smoking and now you're crying because oh my gosh i mean those are your actions you're an adult you're an adult yeah speaking of adults, these rioters and, and grown ass people acting acting childish. You know, we we could talk about the police. We could talk about how if if they or the is if one's bad or the the whole dozen bad. You know, if one's egg one egg is bad, then are the, all the rest. What do you think of what's going on with defunding the police? How, what do you feel? What's going on? What's your what's your point? That's what Honestly, I know. we need a little bit of ex- uh, we need a little bit of structure. I remember when they first did the riots, uh, they were headed towards the targets, right? 
And we have a close target by. So they literally sent us a message and was like, hey, you know what? Bring everything back in the building because we don't know how they're going to, how anybody's going to react. We don't know if they're going to go to the Target. We don't know if they're going to go to the Walmarts, mm -hmm. if they're going to go down the boulevard. They were just telling us, hey, just come back in. Fortunately, I was done with my route, so I just drove in. But mm -hmm. a lot of the guys that were out there doing the commercial areas by the Targets, the Walmarts, the malls, they they were seeing everything. They were seeing everything. And I think that um, in order for you to get your your word across or would your thought across, I don't think you need to resort to harming somebody else's building. Like somebody somebody who works hard for their little business, it got looted. It, what did you do? What did you get across? Nothing. Nothing. You're just acting a fool. I think that we do need a little bit of structure. Um, there is times when we do need the cops. Like, hey, we need somebody to come here and, and figure this out for us mm -hmm. because this person is not understanding that they're in the wrong and this person's not understanding that they're in the wrong. So sometimes we do need the police. Can you imagine if we didn't have a police? Yeah, uh, everybody, some people think that I'm playing devil's advocate, obviously, but some people would say that we'll just protect ourselves. You know, the people that are the wealthy and rich, some people say, hey, defund the police, you know. We'll How are you gonna ourselves. protect yourself? How are you gonna protect yourself? Because they all got guns and stuff. Okay, so now, so Wild now you're Wild not West. gonna, yeah, but now you're not gonna live at peace. Now you're just gonna be thinking, oh, somebody is gonna come into my door. And everybody's Somebody's living like that already. There's some areas where the police ain't. You call the police ain't gonna show up, dude. And if they do, it's gonna be 30, 40 minutes. That sucks. <laughs> and it, I mean, I'm sure it's true. I, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But can you really think about us not having a police? There, there has to be a little bit of structure. There mm -hmm. has to be. It's a balance. Everything's is a balance. I think we should go back. I think we should go back in time and just make it like the Wild Wild West. At least that way, you know, we're gonna we're gonna sort sort out the week. You know the what? Strong. You know what? I might have to agree with that because you know <laughs> I what? I think it's harsh, but let me tell you something. Let's say we all went back to the Wild Wild West. So you could have a gun. I can have a gun. Yeah, but we're gonna respect. We're, you know, now you're gonna food. respect me because you don't know if I'm gonna pull out my gun and shoot you. No, well, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't think it would be, be like that. Like, oh, you just. But it's 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 more of if there was a common law, there there was that that certain mm -hmm. law, mm -hmm. and no people today wouldn't. They, we could talk about age, but they're not gonna they're not gonna understand. Yeah, right. They don't. Mm -hmm. There's some people that don't deserve to have a gun on their holster. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones you got to weed out. You know, but we got to go back to the common law. And I'm talking out of my ass right here, but th this is hypothetical thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, some people don't want guns. I'm for that too. Get rid of all the guns. I would get rid of. I'd give up my guns if I know no one on this planet would. But. Hold it's on, hold on. Happen. But if you give up all the guns, you're giving all the power to the government. Mm -hmm. You're giving all the power to them because there's no way for you to defend yourself, right? No. No, Europe, their their guns are banned. They all they all have knives. If you have a gun, you're either a criminal or a cop. Okay. Have you watched that movie, The Gentleman? 
I have. I have. Like that? I have. Okay. I just watched it recently. It was good, huh? It was a good movie. It was a good movie. You like watching movies? I do. I do. You're a movie buff? I oh, like watching movies. You know, which is like my favorite movie that I can watch like every day is that one with Ben Affleck. Oh, big Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> you like Ben Affleck? Yeah. Batman? No, 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 no. That one uh, where he has autism. I think it's called the... Uh, oh, The Accountant? The Accountant. I've watched it a few times. I love that movie. I love that movie. <gasps> Playing a rock and roll. Yeah. Fucking hitting himself with the stick. I oh. love that movie, The Accountant. But you see how he is? It's like he has structure. You see? Not a, he not has structure. Life. He's an alcoholic. Well, you know, <laughs> I like him in that movie. <laughs> but you see what I mean? I think we do need structure. I think we do need structure in the world. We do need structure. Because, like, they take the guns away from us is not okay. But us taking away cops is not okay either. It's. I think it's a balance, dude. I think it's a balance. You can't take... You can't do ban we need guns. More, do we need more... more? We don't want to get, like, your... Right, we don't want that type of government control. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even though they in the in the '80s when we were born, I was born in the '80s. The, the school system was wasn't part of the government, mm-hmm. and that changed. And now you got government mills that come in and stuff like that. But then now it's medical. You have Obamacare. Mm-hmm. The government took over the the medical. What's next? You know what? what what's the next thing? You know. Because but, but look they at what control just, all those already. Hold on. But look at the pandemic that we have right now. Look at it. Who do you think it's controlled by? The government. There you go. So, I mean. What do you think about California and the Newsom? You think he's a good a good governor or, or a bad? He, he's shut down a lot of, a lot of places. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a... a an outcome with all these businesses that are closed. Oh, of course. I see a lot of, I mean, they just look, open because the reason I'm saying this is because they just opened everything up in Florida. They're like, fuck it. Now they're saying, oh, we're going to have to reclose down again. The spikes of COVID are, are, are up and up. Honestly, I think those numbers are, are, are made up. I think it's kind of to keep us in control because they're controlling the market. They are. Everybody's ordering everything online. Mm-hmm. Everybody's ordering everything online. Everybody is freaking out. They're ordering stuff that they already have at home. Well, some people said they're starting the fires up up north or around us uh-huh. because they're they're weeding out everybody. They want everybody in one place. And so they're starting these fires to get to move people into the cities. You know, for for control, they they're planning to take over. And that, that's one of their steps of uh, Agenda... I think it used to be Agenda 21. They could call it Agenda 30 now. It's a population control. And they're just... Because they're rich, the wealthy, they want all the land to themselves. So they're starting to push us in. I just want to know what these rich and wealthy people are going <laughs> to take when they die. Nothing. Oh, they believe they're going to live Nothing. forever. Nothing. They, they, they're not going to live they forever. Have, they, they're, they're, trying, they're trying to download their consciousness... In, into artificial intelligence and, and, and they're trying to uh, uh, live forever. They would, God uh, bless them. It's called transhumanism. Uh, you know what? God bless them because we can't go over God's power. Period. 
You know that. Yeah. We can't we can't try how, you, how, how were you raised? What religion? Catholic? I was raised Catholic. I was okay. raised Catholic, but I never agreed with the saints and I believe that we do have angels, but I don't think I need to go pray to a saint to be able to intervene for me. I think I have the liberty to talk to God and for him to listen to me because I am a child of God, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think there is a need for me to go talk to a Virgin Mary and no disrespect, but I think I have a good communication with God and I can talk to him at any time. So I, as an adult, I, I was baptized as a Christian and that's what I followed. This is Jesus and God. How was it on the ship? Did you guys have time to worship? On Sunday, groups? Sunday, Sunday, we did. Sunday. Or was it, was it a all group thing or did other people with different beliefs or religions? No, you had, um, let's say, for example, you're Muslim, whatever mm -hmm. thing you had going on, there were specified areas where you could okay. go do your thing. Yeah. They That's actually, cool. they, they do respect that, you know, mm -hmm. they'll be like, oh, so-and-so is not here. Oh, he's doing his thing, you know. How boring was it be on the ship for nine months? Dude, it wasn't boring. You know, I'd wake up. Um, my friend Erica, that's that's my BFF, mm -hmm. we'd get up, go work out come in shower go eat work and we'd always try to learn something new on the ship i was trying to learn everything so i was trying to move up in the chain of command you know things didn't work out that way because of you know personal reasons with my son's dad but i like the turn that it took but anyways no 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 definitely not you just gotta set a routine when you're on the ship and honestly you gotta forget that you have a family it's sad that I have to say that, but you do. You have to forget that you have a family because if not, you're constantly depressed. You will fall into depression. There was a couple of girls that had severe depression because they missed their families. But I, in order for you to be okay with yourself, you got to keep yourself busy. Yeah. Did you go through like some crazy storms? We did. You know what? Actually, we had a lot of that hot in windy areas because we were by the gulf and it was hot like i'm telling you with the ventilators the air is supposed to AC come in on the, on the ship? no we couldn't we couldn't everything that was running through was just sand coming into the ship we couldn't run the acs so the bottom of the ship would get so hot you know the yeah. back of the trucks get yeah. like 140 for us yeah. i was already used to it because i was like i'm already used to this for the ship <laughs> Yeah. So when you came back, you went to school. I did. Uh, well, no, 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 no. So I met my ex-husband, and we had a kid. It was infidelity. We divorced. <laughs> I continued my path. Uh, I had a boyfriend. We had moved to Texas, and um, I was going to be a cop, and then I... I decided, you know, I'm going to actually move back to California. And when I came here, I was trying to be a cop. The whole time that I went to nursing school, EMT school, got my bachelor's degree, I was actually waiting for the whole process, you know. I I had my paperwork for the sheriff's department, LAPD, um, who else? The parole office. And the minute I got an offer with UPS, I was like, what do I do? And I started thinking about, do I really want to deport my people? 
no it's good i, I don't mm-hmm. know i don't know how to feel about that you know two um parole office that would be cool the sheriff department or lapd or the highway patrol so you 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 had something to do with public service I and did. look at you now yeah um you're serving public service and making good money and, and you're happy I think and you're a teamster. What? Uh, well, well, that's a, that's why well, I think. Bang on you, fool. <laughs> that's why I think I'm a steward because I I I like helping people. Yeah, you're a shop I, steward too. Yeah, yeah, I like helping people, even when they get in trouble. You know, it's like sometimes they get into trouble without knowing they're they're going to. But I'm always there to guide them, and if I don't have the solution, I'll find it for them or I'll reach out to people that have the answer because I have a couple of mentors that have been teaching me a lot. Definitely. Yeah, you've been someone that uh, Tara recommended. He said, get her on the podcast. She's real real positive. I mean, he didn't even say anything like that. And I like to use these podcasts to get to know someone. Uh And I got to know someone that, that likes to help people just like me. I started this podcast because I wanted people to know information of, of my experience of what I went through and that mm-hmm. there, there's ways out and there's ways to help them get it to whether if they're trying to lose weight, they're addicted to drugs, you know, they're, they're looking for a career path or, or just looking for spiritual guidance. And on this podcast, I do everything. We talk about conspiracies. Mm-hmm. I have people schedule talk about what's going on in these elections, mm-hmm. but getting to know someone and knowing that, that you're just like me, you like to help people and you come on this podcast is uh, inspirational to others. Tell people in closing how they can get a hold of you um, if they want advice from Teamsters of Work because I know you got a, a lot on, on your plate too, but people that are listening to this podcast might need advice, especially if, if there's women drivers listening to this podcast. Oh, man. And, and you, you got questions, you know, because she talked about one that was leaving Bond uh, crumbs all over in her car. <laughs> You know, so, she had a concha. Yeah. <laughs> she had a little pan, pan dulce. <laughs> um, you guys, uh, anybody can reach me at um, Instagram. I don't have a, I don't have a Facebook anymore. Uh, my Instagram is Viv Gonzi, V I V G O N Z I. But um, my Facebook, oh man, that was a, that was a funny one right there. I actually had somebody in her building give my information, my personal information, to a customer that thought that I was talking to her husband. He is a FedEx driver. He is a FedEx driver with five kids. But somebody in my building gave them my personal information because my my name on Facebook wasn't Viviana. It was Viv Glitterishes. So Mm. there's no way. (laughs) And then they gave my, my personal phone number away too. And so this lady was calling me at two in the morning. Saying that the FedEx driver was with uh-huh. me. With me. And I'm like, what? Lady, you got marital problems. And the guys know at work that she actually followed me to one of the meet me points with this other guy that I was going to help. Mm-hmm. And we thought she was asking about a package, something about 11 o'clock. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. I'm not your driver. And neither is, is he. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you know who I am? And I'm like, no, I don't know who you are. This is not my route. And she's mm. like, you've been talking to my husband, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I had actually Terry on the phone that day. Oh, really? Yeah, Terry's like, Viviana, what's going on? Is she in your truck? <laughs> 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 I 
Oh man, that's so hilarious. It's funny now, but back then it's really irritating to know that your coworkers will give your personal information like that. It's, oh, they're dirty, dude. It's different being a female driver. You can't it's hard to trust now. These you don't it's not like it used to be. We'd all go hang out and have beers after work and be, you know, 20 of us. Yeah. And we have that bond, and now you rarely see that. Well, you know what? I actually opened up my house to all the drivers, and we had a barbecue, and I was trying to really? bring the camaraderie together. That's cool. I, I was actually trying to bring that back, but freaking Corona, man. Freaking uh, Corona. I know some uh, some centers, <laughs> dude, it's like, it's, it's cut a half, 50-50, like do or die. Yeah. Like the blood's in the crypts, dude. Like every day they're gang banging, dude, and it's like holy shit, dude. Our center is just everybody's just to themselves, but you have certain cliques. You uh -huh. have group of here, group here. Uh -huh. It's not a whole. No, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I kind of wanted to bring back. I mean, I know I can't do it by myself, but I I could do it. Like if I start talking to other drivers and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we can bring that camaraderie back. Not only that, but with the union, what the union used to represent. And everybody knows them 396 to the heart. Like, mm -hmm. I won't leave any other place because mm -hmm. I'm going to leave 396. We, I, I love 396. Mm -hmm. But I, I like the fact that you can walk in there and be like, hey, what's going on with this route? And then they say, oh, no, uh, I told him he can take the diet. I'm, and my coworker's like, no. He said, go, fill him, uh, go ahead and follow the grievance. I don't care. I don't care what you got to do. And then I walk in there. He's giving me excuses of why he wasn't able to help him or you know mm. and that just shows the presence mm. that if you know your stuff you know open that book that contract mm. learn your contract mm. so you can know your rights because mm -hmm. management will walk all over you mm. i've been seeing people talk to management without me being present and it's about the route or them being uh, harassed about how they're running their route Anytime anybody is going to talk to management, always ask, is this going to lead to disciplinary action? action. Yeah, and it. if it is, I need a shop store mm -hmm. present because that is my right. Mm -hmm. That is in the contract. Mm -hmm. It is your right to have union representation. And if they deny that, they're violating the contract. So, I mean... I really, I really hope that everybody starts learning a little bit about the contract, their rights, because this is, this is our future. And everybody starts saying, oh, no, you know what? Forget it. You know, I'll just come into work, do my thing and leave. I just don't want to be bothered. Well, you know what? The next person's going to think that way. And then next thing you know, uh, supervisors are going to be walking all over us. Right? Yep. They come up to you and we're like, hey, what's going on with this route? Like, dude, you, you can't tell me. What's going on with this route? I'm doing the best that I can. A fair day's pay for a fair day's work, right? Mm-hmm. That's all we ask for, but you know they want to go according to their numbers and. Their numbers their mean nothing. They right. can simply go in there and switch the numbers. I see so many guys. Oh my gosh! But I was running yesterday, and I'm still two hours in the hole, dude. It's their numbers. And not everybody's Superman. It's not. I mean, people are just we're, we're working safe. We're trying to do just do our job, and everyone's different. Everyone's some people are slower, some people are faster. But not only that, dude. You're gonna do this for the next how many years? Do you want to blow out your knees, your shoulders, your elbows? Who's gonna be out in injury? You are not management. 
I couldn't run or do anything, even if I tried. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I need to be off by four. Like back in the days, when I first started driving, it was a, it was a, a, I'm a big golfer, so it was Masters weekend. And I think I had like Friday off. And Thursday, I, I ran that route. I used to run all the time. And I fucking had like 90 stops done by like 11. I showed my, my coworker. You're like we, crazy. We pulled up in the neighborhoods. <laughs> And I showed him I got a DUI that weekend. Oh but, my uh, gosh! It was like the fastest I ever went, dude. I was fucking having lunch at like two, and like I was in the building by like four. And uh, there's no way I could do that now. I can't move like that. You're nuts. Yeah, I can't move like that. Back then, you could leave the car engine on. And one dude, what he would do was he would just put everything in pre-record because it, it was too fast for him. It was too slow for him to do whatever he's doing. He ended up getting fired, but uh, he would wait till the end of the day and he'd, he'd, he'd sought complete everything or something like that on the freeway. His engine never turned off, but he was making like three, four hours incentive. OT pays more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. How many dogs did you run over that day? <laughs> How many what, dogs? <laughs> I was on I was on energy drinks and uh, I was young I was probably like like twenty five. Talk about heart palpitations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have heart palpitations all the time. Uh, but as you get older, you learn like there's there's there you got to start working safe because I don't want to have surgeries. You do. You A do. lot of drivers they retire they have hip replacement, mm-hmm. shoulders, knees, you know, ankles, you know, feet. And you you need you need to work safe. You need to use what we've been taught mm-hmm. through the union and UPS of how to how to work safe. And in the end, like you said, a fair day's work is a fair day's pay. Right. So, what else is going on? Um, uh, I think everything that's going on in the world pretty much has my attention right now. I can't really focus on anything that I have going on other than look at everything. We got the, the, are you going to go to the uh, elections for the union 2021 in Vegas? Is that going to happen? I mean, is COVID is COVID going to allow it? I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Where's like, it? It's in Vegas. Right? It is in Vegas. How many it days? is in Vegas. I don't know. I've never gone to it. What I, month? I, what I was month? never invited. <laughs> <laughs> what month? I want to say it was in September. So I, it's going to be next September. I think so. I I'm, don't quote me though. I'm just going by what I remember my coworkers telling me. I want to say it was November though. November, September, something like that. But I think we have a full plate right now in the world full plate and UPS is working hard the postal the post office is working hard they're actually working seven days a week do you think you're gonna be able to uh, handle the ballots people I've I've read in new articles that they're dumping like somebody was dumping like uh, 50,000 ballots in the trash and they found it are you serious yeah that's not cool no, it's not. I don't know if it's real or not, but wow. that's what's floating around right now. Something, something. Already, you're gonna file. You're gonna find a, a open up the bin, and and find nothing but ballots, dude. Just thrown away, dude. People's votes. 
Wow, that's that's crazy. Um, one positive thing that I did hear though was that Foot Locker was going to open up their stores mm-hmm. for us to go vote. I thought that was pretty cool. Foot Locker. Foot Locker. Oh. Foot Locker. That's what I. That's what I read. That Foot Locker was going to open cool. up their stores so we could. We go should vote. just do retina scans. Now <laughs> I just have a machine do a retina scan, <laughs> and then you you just choose. <sighs> Let's just get out of control. Mail-in ballots. Come on. Gags for president. Of, yeah. <laughs> Just start throwing a hundred thousand envelopes. Gax for president. Gax for president. Well, no, you just, you just, uh, you would just cheat the system. You would log into the, the accounts, whatever they're doing, and you would, you would, you hack into it, and then you would change the name from Trump to Gax. Yeah. I think you're you're related to the Russians. Isn't that what the Russians are trying to do already? They're trying to break into the to the voting ballots. Yeah, they said that some of the voting ballots were all like rigged yeah somebody's somebody's uh somebody in the news put on there that their uncle had passed away like 10 years ago and that they had gotten the ballots under his name saying thank you for voting or something like that and i was like what he's that's crazy how do you do that this person's been dead for 10 years you know what movie i watched uh i forgot the name it's with uh george clooney and that other young guy but it's like the picture of it's like half his face and half the other ones it was all about politics and about you know how they they work and stuff it was very interesting to learn like it's ruthless mm-hmm. it's cutthroat mm-hmm. and same well, thing here well think about it think about it it is cutthroat that's how bad they want it right but everything backlashes look at uh hillary clinton mm-hmm. she didn't think nobody was gonna find out about what she did it cost a lot of people's lives. And what happened? Did those people's life worth? No, it wasn't. I mean, you, you talking about Benghazi? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was a big one uh, about her. Yeah. And, and the sad her, part. The emails, those emails just disappeared. 30,000 emails. Yeah, but people like that and, and people who are high up like that and in, in this system we were in, nothing's going to happen. And that's the sad she part. Was, she was indicted. She was supposed to go to court in September. What happened to that? Exactly. Right in October. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's what I was talking about. Like, nothing happens to them. They're cutthroat. They they kill people, and they other people die for certain situations that could have been avoided. And then, where's the repercussions? We're just part of the matrix. We're just part of the system. <laughs> you know, it's really nothing else we can do. We could, we're a matrix. We're just, we're just doing our part, you know what I mean? We're just doing our part. Yeah, we're delivering packages yeah, on the dude. daily. We are. We are. Yeah. We're just happy to be able to have the freedom to speak like this and speak speak open because people are getting censored left and right. We might get fired after after No, trust me. <laughs> if that would have happened, I would have been fired a long time ago. I can talk to you, you know, what you talked about this. No, this podcast is BG. <laughs> I haven't really uh, called out any names or anything like that. It's just, it's just meeting new people. Coming Did I in call out any names? No, huh? I just said Conchita. You said everybody's said name. You said everyone's name, including their dog's <laughs> names on this podcast from your set. You called everyone out. You got to tell you got to tell your coworkers. Uh, shout out to all your coworkers. Lancaster. What up? This is Anaheim. This is Anaheim Hub. No, it's all good. I mean... Uh, it's, we're all we're all in this together. It's always good to meet new people that are that are drivers and, and hear their stories because man, my, my center, 
man, that's a soap opera. You go to the other center, it's a novella. You go to the other center, it's a cartoon show. <laughs> you know, it's 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 it's, it's weird. You know, but I, I talk to everybody from every center. I, I, everyone knows me. They're starting to know me now because of my mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. People are like waving at me. He goes, "Hey, that's a good podcast." I was like, "Oh shit, you listen?" Because I don't know who's listening, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of drivers are listening. Uh, personally, but I know there's more than that. So shout out to you guys, man. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I want to get you back on again. You know, obviously you're part of the podcast. You're part of the Raider and the Saint community, family. We're, we're doing big things over here. We're helping people and getting people the, the advice and the knowledge they should. And uh, let them learn on their own. This is another podcast for information and, and, and growth. And uh, so tell the people... I was supposed to say 20 minutes ago how they could get a hold of you. <laughs> Maybe even give you a follow. Um, you guys can follow me at uh, Instagram, Viv Gonzi. Um, V-I-V-G-O-N-Z-I. And that's how you guys can follow me, Viviana Gonzalez. And you know what? Actually, mm-hmm. Instagram has been the one thing that I've used the most to communicate with other... Well, I was, when I started this podcast, uh, my friend, shout out to the Avocado Queen... She's the one. I was like, hey, how do I promote my podcast? Uh-huh. What's the social media? Because I started a MySpace, uh-huh. and I got you know, I, it, it was getting too ghetto for me. It was like all the girls from high school, junior high, and right. then Facebook, same thing. I was like, okay, I got to get rid of all that, dude. It's like, she was like, no, Instagram, that's the way to go. That's a new thing. But now they got TikTok, Snapchat. I don't follow any of that. You know, I did hear, I did uh, get to listen to the podcast with her, mm-hmm. and she had. Very good information. Yeah, I was like. She good? I like that. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It's, yeah, she it's, was talking about the moon stuff. I was like, okay, blame it on the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I'm gonna blame it on the moon, on the crystals. But what I was gonna tell you was that I uh, got in contact with a lot of other shop stewards from other buildings, like eight four eight, local sixty three, four three nine from Stockton. So you know when everybody was going kind of crazy about, oh, we have a food. St- shortage i was like no we don't because the guys are like nah we have a lot of food in here and that actually helped me i mean you guys connect with other other people different locals even though they're different uh local you'd be surprised how much you learn from them and um it, it keeps you at peace to know that overall you're all teamsters and that everybody has their own battles and fights. Well, what do you think about TDU? You know anything about them? <sighs> no, I don't. Okay, we'll save that for next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know too much about it, and uh, I've been I've been put on game on, on them, and mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. figure who them out. But uh, mm-hmm. what they what their agenda is, I don't know. But I know other people who know. Right. I just know that people are starting to look towards TDU, and this election that's coming up not not the one with with the with the presidents, but with or within our union, is a big deal. You know, Hoffa's retiring, and our pension and our, our medical and everything we got going towards our retirement are in jeopardy. And we'll learn more about it when uh, Terry comes on. I, I don't really. No numbers. I have to, when it comes to something like this, I have to be correct on my numbers and all that. Vote no on 22. 
What is that? What's 22? 22 is something that they're trying to pass. I know it's going to affect us um, if, if it does pass because the, the company is able to use Uber freight to pull. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uber drivers. Yes. It has yes. something to do with the Uber drivers. Uber drivers, yes. They Right now, they're independent, but if they become... Um, if they if they pass this then they'll actually have more benefits right now they're underpaid and uh the only thing that they probably look at if this thing doesn't pass is that they have the liberty to make their own schedule that's about it other than that they're being underpaid they're not getting any benefits so with vote no on 22 is going to actually benefit them and it's going to benefit us because we don't need another fight with the freight department losing their hauling to Uber. Right mm-hmm. now, as it is, we got Coyote Logistics. Yep, I know. Heard Do we that. need another one? No, we don't. So you guys vote no on 22. So that's your tip for the day. Vote no on 22. Anything else? No. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> no, no problem. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode, episode 48, with my new friend. Viviana. Viviana Gonzalez. Sorry, I already forgot your name. <laughs> you forgot? I looked out of the paper. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, once again, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the listeners from all around the world. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Peace, love, and harmony. Late.